God bless you. Would you do something that I'm longing to see this? The Lord said in the passage we're going to read to you today, he said, I long. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, powerful word. It's a deep longing. I long to eat this meal with you. I, f I feel that way. I long to see the body of Christ lift their hands in the presence of God and begin to just give him praise and honor and worship today. Would you do that right there where you stand? And thank God for the day he's given you. Thank God for the way he's forgiven you. Thank God for the way he's kept you. Thank God for the way that he's protected you. Give him praise for the way he's provided for you. Give him thanks for your family that surrounds you. Give him praise for the health that you walk in, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. We bless your name today. You alone, you are worthy, worthy to be praised. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for how you will speak to us today and prepare us to walk into the new year and to finish this year strong i thank you for it i bless you in jesus wonderful name clap your hands and just be giving giving praise amen thank you lord all of you that are joining us online give god praise your name is worthy to be praised hallelujah Hallelujah. I want to tell you so bad to turn and hug each other, but I know we're still dealing with this protocol stuff. So turn and just imagine. <laughs> Except for you two right here. <laughs> oh, man. My Lord. Find, look, turn and find somebody else and imagine. Well, I think we can, we've been doing the elbow bump, right? You have to do that right so, so the forearm won't go dead. But, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to do that, that's good. My God. God is so good. You may be seated. I want you to turn with me in your phones. <laughs> turn with me on your phones. Or turn to or turn up your phone to um, in the scripture to a simple passage today as we prepare ourselves to do what we were born to do, to do what God created us to do, to participate and to sit at his table. And Luke chapter 22 is where I want to speak to you from. And I, I want you to <clears throat> consider the phrase that my wife used today and Tiffany used today. My wife said, finish well. And, and, and uh, Pastor Tiffany said, finish strong. Both of them are applicable. We want to finish strong. This year has been the best year of your life. In spite of what's happened, it has been the best year because it's the year that prepares you for the greater that God is going to do. If you believe that, give him praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In chapter 22 of Luke, it says this, and I, I wanted to read it to you in the... Um, I want to read it to you in two versions today. First of all, 
in the, in the New American Standard Version. I want to read this to you and track along with me, if you would, starting with verse 14. And when the hour had come, when the hour had come, he reclined, interesting word, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. So the picture in your mind when you read this verse of scripture and as you watch the movie, as you read the scripture, and one of the things you should know, the Holy Spirit will play the movie for you if you ask him to give you insight. When you read the word of God, he will play the movie for you so you can begin to see uh, or imagine the details of what happens. And the Bible says when, when, when the hour had come, <clears throat> so there was a specific time that God had set. When the hour had come, he reclined at the table. I thought about demonstrating this today, but it may not serve the purpose that I need. When he says recline, he literally means that. They didn't sit at a table. The table was a little bit off the floor, very low, and there were pallets, and they would recline, much like the spokes coming from the center of a wheel. They were reclined. Those pallets would be around, uh, each of them protruding from the center and they would recline. They would lay on their side or on their stomach. It was very relaxing. And they would, the table in the middle would be like a lazy Susan, we call it. Anybody, anybody know what a lazy Susan is? Some of the ladies might. It's a table on top of a table that turns. So instead of saying pass the, pass the potatoes, you just move your hand and swivel around to that person. Uh, only problem with lazy Susan, sometimes somebody would stop it at their place before it got to yours. <laughs> this lazy Susan, did, uh, when in the center of, of the apostles, 12 of them and the Lord, uh, had two things on that table. And the two things that were on the table were bread, number one, a, a loaf of bread. I've been to Israel and seen how they prepare their bread. It's very interesting. It's not quite flatbread, but almost like flatbread. So it does have a little rise, but not much. It's seasoned, it's seasoned wonderfully. And, and there's, nothing, there's nothing better than hot bread. Anybody here know what it is to have hot bread? It's amazing. And then also on the table, there would be a cup. And in this cup, there would be wine. And it'll be on the table. In spite of all the controversies in the body of Christ about, about what Jesus drank, there's no magic, deep translation. It, it just means wine. Everybody said wine. Okay, so, the, it, wine, yeah. So, the, it, well, Jesus even calls it fruit of the vine. So some people say it was grape juice. Well, okay, all right. If that helps you, so be it. But it, it, was, it was a cup of wine. And, and they would recline there and they would turn that table and they would eat and they would talk. It's one of the greatest things in all the world. There's nothing better in the world than great company, great conversation, and great food. If you believe that, clap your hands and, and say amen. I mean, this is one of the great things in life. It must be great. It must be great because at the end of time, at the end of time, we will, we will all share in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. By the way, you, those of you that are watching right now, put in the chat box, put in the chat box, um, put in, in the chat box, wine, amen. I'm not trying to, yeah, just put wine, okay? And if, it, if for you, if it means grape juice, write wine, amen. 
They were, there's nothing better in the world. In fact, I would like for you to check this out. Some of the greatest moments in your life have been sitting at a meal. Some of the joyous times in your life has been when you've been partying the eat part. If you, if, 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 if you want to have uh, great memories, one thing you could do is take pictures at mealtimes. They're very special. Today, with uh, our cameras, we take pictures of the food before we eat it and post it on Instagram. It's amazing. There's something powerful around food. Jesus chose he chose to demonstrate something eternal by a temporal activity, eating. And, and he said this, he said, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you. This is amazing. These are two, almost an oxymoron. To eat this, which is wonderful, to eat this meal with you before I suffer. In the Lord, it ties together two things that don't go in my mind. The joy of eating and the pain of suffering. But he does so, and it's the first time he's ever done this. He's never said this at a meal until this time because the hour, the moment, the time had come and he knew what he had to do in order to, to paint a picture for them that they would never forget that would continually impact them, not only them, but generations after them. He, he, he writes this that we now read. He said, I have longed to eat this meal with you. He didn't say, I long to suffer. But he said, I long to eat this meal with you before I suffer. Verse 16, for I say to you, I shall never eat it again. I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled, very interesting, in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken the cup and had given thanks, he said, take this and share it among yourselves. Now, sometimes that doesn't work at some meals because, you know, if, if you at the Lazy Susan and you want everybody wants a drumstick there's only a few of them in there you understand what I'm trying to say so you know you got to get it for you know right you understand where I'm coming from but he, Jesus said I want you to take this that's on the table and I want you to share it among yourselves for I say to you that I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes and when they had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So he's sealing something in their consciousness. He's sealing something in their, in, in their imagination. Every time you do this, I want you to remember me. Now they don't fully understand what he's saying, but they will. And then, 
And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it, gave it to them, and said, this is my body. Do this when you remember, when you do this, remember me. And in the same way, in the same way, he took the cup after he had eaten. It's kind of interesting that they ate first, then they drank. Some of us don't do very good with that. Some of us eat while we're drinking. I mean, yeah, mm mm-hmm. Take that anywhere you want. (laughs) By the way, you you should know that those who are experts at health say it's much better to eat first and drink later. Kind of interesting that it, it, it gives us that picture. And the Bible says he took this cup and, uh, and he said, this is the cup, this cup, verse 20, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Two months ago, I began to break that open for you so you could understand the power of what you do and what we do when we commune together and what Jesus released. He said, this is the new covenant in my blood. This is the new agreement between God and you. This is what the Father has prepared for you. And in the coming weeks, I want to share with you there are three basic ways that you can relate to God when you pray. How many of you pray? Raise your hand if you say, I pray. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, you lie because every time you get in trouble, you say, oh, Jesus. You know, you pray. You may not pray consistently, but you pray. The three ways to relate to God when you pray, one of them is to relate to him. Number one is Father. So Jesus said when you pray, our Father. The second way you relate to God is friend. Because Jesus said, which which among you has a friend? And you are in need and you go to your friend. And he makes the comparison between friend and God. That's Luke 11. And there's a third way you relate to God, and that's judge. And m- most of the body of Christ has not wanted to relate to God as judge. Because when you relate to God as judge, you come up against his righteousness. And you, and you, and you have reflected your unrighteousness. There's those three ways, and it's, all of them are important. Many of you have not gotten answered prayer yet because you've not related Right, right, rightly to God you only want him to be daddy he is daddy but he's also your friend and he's not just your friend talk to me he's your judge I want, I, I'm not going to spend much time there but just a little bit to say to you today when you receive this meal today I need you to relate to God as somebody who is completely righteous in whom there is no darkness at all that the brilliance of his righteousness, even demons can't even stand it. And he has never changed. I I need you to relate there because when Jesus said, this bread is my body and I'm eating this meal before I suffer, God the Father made provisions for you so you could rightly and joyfully relate to God as your judge. Something has to happen between you and God the Father in order for you to be comfortable in the presence of God as your judge. More about that later. So Jesus 
unfolded this meal and they ate it. This cup is poured out for you. It's the new covenant in my blood. And I want to stop right there and I want to rehearse this again for you. I'd like to rehearse it again for you um, in the um, in the new living in the new anybody have the new living bible awesome awesome i almost want you to read it but i don't think i'll do that i think i'll just so look at the same look at the same look at the same translation but look at it in the new living the new living translation he says this Here's the way it reads. And when the time came, Jesus and the apostles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the Bible says recline together at the table. And Jesus said, I have been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until it's meaning. Here's what I want you to see until I won't eat this again with you until its meaning until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God then he took the cup and then he took the bread he blessed them and he said share it among yourselves I want to say that to you today that all throughout the ages for the last several hundred years since the church is beginning Jesus set this before them as part of the culture, part of what we do as a church. In fact, I will say to you, it's part of what makes us a church. You're not a church because somebody says, puts it on a sign outside of the building. You're not a church just because you come together and sing. They do that in the club too, by the way. You're not a church just because you dance. They, they do that in the club as well. Are you all breathing, saints? You're not a church just because of a sign, of a sign on, the, on the building. You're not, a, you're not a church because you gather. Now, there's some specific thing that makes you what the Bible calls an ecclesia or the church. Those who are called out of the world called together to do and to be the will of God that's something different and one of the things that distinguishes a church and by the way those of you that are joining us online I want you to know we are so grateful to have you give a hand to all those who are on the line on, on, online with us yeah we're, we're, we're glad to have you we really are you but but you are a part of the church now in proximity, God's church is all over the world, but the Lord thinks something about assembly that he believes is important. Something happens, something transpires among us that God wants when we assemble in his name with the right attitude. And one of the things that makes a church a church is they acknowledge and they practice the sacraments. You might have never heard that word before. Sacrament, uh, uh, actually, if I could break it down, it means sacred moments. There are several in the church that are important. One, you know, one of them is birth. Is a sac is a, they, they considered, they considered birth a, a grace-filled moment. 
when you come into the world. That's why we are against abortion. I'm sorry, am I talking to the right people? Uh, but, uh, it, the convenience of our society preaches a doctrine that says I can lay down and have sex and, and not worry about whether I conceive or not and if I do I know what to do about it that's not the church tap your neighbors that's not the church and by the way while you're voting keep that in mind alright because we, uh, this is voting is this not voting season How, if you voted clap your hands if you voted already Awesome. Hey, online, uh, would you put that in the chat box? Vote, whatever you vote. Exercise your right. Exercise your power of decision. Exercise your seed. Your vote is a seed. I hope your seed falls in the right slot. I hope your vote doesn't produce something that's negative. Well, that's a whole other story, but I guess I'll leave that alone right now. Where was I, sweetheart? You know, I get on these tangents and I, it's hard to get back. Somebody help me. I'll get, it'll come back. Play the music, it'll come back. Sacred moments, thank you. What makes the church, a church is sacred moments and one of them is, is birth. Another one is death. When you pass from this life into the next, absent from the body, present with the Lord, if you lived your life righteously. It's a sacrament, sacred moment. Baptism is a sacred moment. When you are baptized into the body of Christ in the name of Jesus and you become a part of the family of God forever. Another sacrament is baby dedication. When you make the decision as a parent to take your children and to offer them to God, you're charting the direction like an arrow. You're charting the direction of their lives when you dedicate your children to God. And then you live in a way that they want the God that you serve. Instead of saying, I, I don't, you ain't, I've heard children say, my, my parents are hypocrites. When you live as a parent before your child that you've dedicated, they will receive the God you received. Baby dedication, a sacred moment. Another one that is another one that we don't talk about much is when you when you ordain, lay hands on people for the for the for the impartation of anointing and ability to do what God wants done in the earth. One of them that is, the one though that is, is, is as powerful as any of them is the table of the Lord. And I want you to fix your heart today to receive of the Lord a, a grace-filled moment to do what needs to be done. When Jesus does this with the, with the apostles, the Bible calls them apostles, those who are sent, it was his 12 disciples. It, when he did that with them, they were not perfect. Look at your, look at your neighbors and they were not, not perfect, but committed. <laughs> when Jesus ate this meal with them, and they have done this meal many times, but not with the things he said this time. 
the apostle Paul picks up the same he picks up the same scenario in in 1 Corinthians 11 mark that down you read it in your devotion you'll see he actually repeats the words of Jesus and gives us instruction he says don't do this don't do this in an unworthy manner because people that take this in an unworthy manner many are sick many are dead but he said when you do this Jesus said remember what I said I do this in preparation for my suffering I need you to remember something every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you remember the Lord's death isn't that amazing as the church to us it is glorious because we know that in Christ when death comes the next thing is resurrection and life he said I want you to remember this was my suffering meal because that's what it takes to set you free from all of your sin remember when you when you eat this and drink this it's a meal commemorating how I suffered because my suffering was the price for your bad attitude for your bad actions my suffering was the price to wipe out to wipe away the judgment of Almighty God upon you it is my suffering when you eat this meat remember how I suffer for you so when God's judgment comes look at your neighbor and say his judgment is come it will not be upon you why would that suffering not be upon you because you believe my report because you understand who I am because you have obeyed because you believe every time you eat this meal I need you to get your heart right I need you to how, what was the phrase fix your heart write that in the chat book right there in the chat box right there online right there. fix your heart don't put your but yo fix your heart do you understand that, that language? And fixing your heart means, what it means is, you know, when you pray, by the way, and as the new norm is, is radical prayer before God because we're going to finish strong. When you pray, when you pray, if those of you who pray, the first thing that happens to you when you come before God, what's the first thing that happens to you? He begins to raise before you the arguments that are in heaven over your life, the things that need to be repented from. And for, Am I talking to the right people? Maybe that's, just dawned on me, maybe that's the reason why folk don't pray. Because they don't want to face what it is that I need to get right before God. Don't touch him, but look at your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you. In a moment, this is exactly what we're going to do. Saints, in Jesus' name, this meal is served because God wants to make sure in your heart, as you remember what Jesus suffered, that you get it right in your heart. He suffered so you would be free and that you would be forgiven he suffered so you would be healed he suffered so you would change 
why, why would you let God's suffering be in vain? Why would you let God's pain be in vain for your life? Why wouldn't you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me? Why wouldn't you ask the Lord to forgive you and receive all that he has for you? Do you know how evil it is for God to do what he did for you and you to, to thumb your, to thumb it? Put, you, it's like, yeah, oh, that's kind of graphic. Well, okay, I'll say it. It's like giving God the finger. Is this working okay? Okay. When you don't acknowledge what he's done for you. So every time you come together, he said, I, what I want you to do is I want you to remember me, remember the suffering. And, and Paul said, when you come together, wait on each other. So if you got to get the stuff right, get it right. Play me something a little louder. They need music. When, you know, when we come and worship, we hear loud music. You know, that, you know then we, you can't hear you crying and moaning. You know, you know, go, oh God, please, help God, please. Take a moment where you sit right there. Every time you pray, one of the first things that happens to you is, is your sin comes up before you. Because you're trying to enter into the presence of God but the, but the righteous judge who never ceases to be the righteous judge even though he is a loving father and even though he is a faithful friend he is a righteous judge and he never ceases to be any of those God does not change we are the ones that change and those of you that need to get rid of some things before God the Father it is so simple those of you who need to be, have your heart cleansed your thinking cleansed because you've exposed your mind there's so many vile things now the only thing you can do is think vile speak vile be vile so maybe you should lower your mask oh okay never mind leave the, leave the mask on maybe you should bow your head and and, and make this place um, make this place the table the room <laughs> by the way this, it, it occurs to me I stopped at a verse because the next verse Jesus said the one that was portrayed the one that was going to betray him was sitting at the table so while this incredible moment in history is being created for the deliverance of the whole world we had somebody who walked with him the whole time who already had his mind made up what he was going to do maybe you should bow your head there and ask the Lord some stuff that you know that the Lord is not pleased with he is your father he is your creator. Yes, he is. He is also your friend who knows you intimately. Yeah, he is. And he's also your judge. The God, what God wants you to see is that Jesus mangled, almost torn apart, bones out of joint, body poured out blood this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for many that was for you
It's so incredible until the Lord allows this to happen before you come on the scene. So by the time you come on the scene and become aware of him, the provision has already, the provision has already been provided. If you confess your sins, he is faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from all, come on, unrighteousness because your father who is judge is completely righteous. Well, Lord, how can I be righteous knowing how evil I am? Believe in what Jesus has done for you. Believe that he took your place. Believe that the price has been paid. He said, but, 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 I, but, but I'm the one who's guilty. That's exactly right. What, 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 why isn't it that I'm not going to be punished because the punishment was already poured out on Jesus for you and that's what I want you to bow your head about anything you need to get right with the, with the Father God this is the body of Christ anything you need to get right you need to get it right some things come to my heart that I want to mention how you've been talking to each other how you've been treating each other what do you do in your private time? What are you running away from? What have you not said yes to God about? What is it that's got you instead of him? What's in his place? What's first in your life? What are you trusting in that you should be trusting in God? What are, what, are, what are those things? Not my business per se, it's God, you, between you and God, but God knows. So if you will talk to God, if you'll be honest with God, remember this is the church, this is not the world. Our lifestyle is different, our hearts are different, our thoughts are different, the way we treat each other is different. Our marriages go the distance, Lord have mercy, have mercy Jesus. We actually remain faithful in marriage, what, what? You mean to tell me you ain't got two or three on the side? No, they'll kill you. We actually, we actually, we actually don't steal. We don't even steal pencils from jobs. You know, we, 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 we don't rob, we don't steal. Why, why? Because the one who died for us is the one who changes us. Take a few more moments and just tell the Lord about that. Come to grips with that. Lord, you know me. Lord, you know. But I'm asking you, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me. I want to take this meal because I want the power to be what you say I am. Forgive me and cleanse me. You can do that right there where you sit. I need to mention one more thing. God never intended for you to walk this journey by yourself. But it is our culture that, that glorifies not just self-starters, but those that pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Independence. You know, it's the hero syndrome. I'm, I'm alone. I'm the only one. That's not the kingdom of God. You have come to the kingdom of a living God.
And maybe you have to repent from trying to do it all by yourself. We gather together today in the name of Jesus, Father, because we have the freedom to do so. And we thank you for that freedom. But I'm praying, Lord, for us today that we'd have a new realization of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ, the church. I pray, Lord, that cleansing would happen in this house today. Things, awful things that have happened to and that have been done by us. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to cleanse us that we might be open to see and to hear the great things that you are doing and about to do. That we might receive all the benefits of the blood. I pray, Heavenly Father, as the blood was poured out of his body, let sin be overcome in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for those who have the courage to admit they need the power to overcome. I'm going to be a little bold with this this morning and ask you to do also. I want you to break the argument in heaven over your life. And I, those of you who say to me, Pastor, I can't even believe you're saying the stuff I've been going through. But today I'm, I'm standing in repentance and I belong to God and I won't change my mind. If that's you, stand to your feet and, and just, just let your stance be a testimony to every demonic power that I belong to Jesus and nobody else. And I'm not living my life this way by, uh, by myself, alone, separated, doing my own thing, hurting other people. It's done. I'm over with that. I'm through with that. If you have the courage, stand on your feet and lift your hands to God. Father, in Jesus' name, let your holy presence bring cleansing to the body of Christ. Lord, let your blood wash them clean, their minds, their thinking, their hands, their feet. Lord, where they've been going, what they've been doing, how they've been thinking, how they've been treating other people. Wash them clean, I pray. In the name of Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your courage for standing. Those of you online, if you're, if you're, if you're there, put in there, me too. Put in the chat box, me too. It includes me too. I'm not out of this. I'm in this. We are beginning a new era and God is calling for a church that has power, that has anointing, that has courage to rise up and do what he wants done. And right now you can't do that living that old life. Here you are, have a new proclamation over your life, but you've been living an old life. And you know what? God wants you to throw that old man away. He wants you to choke that old man to death. As those hands are raised to the Father. Father, I thank you for your sanctifying blood of Jesus that cleanses us from every single sin. Lord, we prepare to take this meal of power to, be, to receive an anointing to do your will. Ooh-wee, if you, if you sense what's going on, clap your hands and give the Lord praise. Lord, have mercy.